Are you comfortable? Yeah, sure. Why not? You seem stressed. No. I'm not stressed. Just holy shit is this show going out late. From some far-flung corner of the globe. Wait. The globe is a sphere. How does it have a corner? Shut up. This is the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. Now with even more Shivo and a few of their traveling friends. Each of them sharing stories of everyday experiences of travels around the world. Hello, vicarious travelers from all around the globe. Welcome back to Bangkok, Thailand. I am Evo Terra. And I'm Sheila D. We thank you for following our travels around the world or just here in Bangkok. Anyhow, coming up on the program today, we're going to talk with tiny taster Roxanne from India. But before we get into that, honey, time to get the hell out of Bangkok. I loved our time at the beach. We had a nice time. You know, it's it's been a whopping 33 days since we have become full-time residents of Bangkok, Thailand. And because of that, there's just, just simply too much time. We had to get the hell out of here. <laughs> That's just too much time to spend in one place. We had to go. You can tell we're travelers. God almighty, what is wrong with us? Yeah, we were here for a week, no, a month, and suddenly, yeah, we we need a vacation from, from you know, living in Bangkok. We took two. We were in uh, Kuala Lumpur and then uh, just uh, north of Pattaya. If you people don't travel the way we travel, you're doing it wrong. Oh, and we're going to the beach again later this month. So the beach in Thailand is an interesting thing. I mean, it, first off, when you right now, you listener at home, when you think of Thailand, you're thinking beach. I promise you, you are. The movies about Thailand that you've seen feature beaches. Like there was one with Leonardo DiCaprio. What the hell was it called again? The Beach. Right, The Beach. Um, and others that think of the beach. And we think of the beach. Sure enough, it's the Gulf of Thailand. It's in the name. Gulf of Mexico, you think beach too. Definitely. Gulf of Thailand, you think Thailand Beach. There's a beach 20 kilometers away from us, honey. Did you know that? We drive 20 kilometers straight south as the crow flies. How crows drive, I don't know. But as they fly, 20 kilometers away is the ocean. You don't have a vehicle to get yourself there. And definitely not one that flies through the air like a crow. (laughs) No, no crow. But that's not a beach you can go to because it's mangrove swamps. We could find monkeys. We probably could find monkeys down there. So when you want, when you live in Bangkok and you want to go to the beach, you have to drive and or fly or, if you're a moron, take the train. But we're not talking about that. You do have to get away, which is weird. People think you live in this sunny, tropical place. Why is there no beach? Well, guess what? Big country that we live here. Well, and even like our condo has a pool, but the way that it's situated, there's only like an hour of time where the sun actually shines on the pool area. Yeah, our condo pool is on the second story above the parking lot, which is already weird. Why would you build on top of a parking lot a pool? I don't get that, but they did. And our condo is U-shaped. 
and it's in the middle of the U. So, yeah, you're kind of blocked. Right. A lot of the time from getting actual any, any sun. And the sun is not directly overhead. No. I mean, even though we are getting closer to the equator here, it's still off at an angle, which means that it's only a certain amount of time. And I think it's in the morning, right? Right. It's yeah. like a little after 10 and about an hour. So anyhow, um, to go somewhere, we have to go away. That has to be the escape thing. That's a rough life. It is a rough life. Rough life indeed. Yeah. So last week we were in uh, in, in Patia, in, uh, in Najamtian. Yes. And it's actually south of, of Patia, not, not north of Patia. North of Patia oh. is Chonburi, and that's even more industrial. That you oh, that's true. That's true. Sorry. But we've been to a lot of different places, honey. Which of the places that we've escaped, well, not if they've escaped, but in Thailand, when you think about escaping and going somewhere that is um, the prototypical thought of Bangkok, of Thailand, where do you think? What, and what is the activity that you think of that is uniquely Thailand? Uh, for me, I, I think that's changed since we were traveling here, but Kotao is where I think of, and I think of getting on a motorbike and exploring. So tell the people what you liked about Kotao other than motorbikes and exploring. What, give, well, give a little rundown. Uh, well, there was Shark Island. I mean, we went, we went there on a canoe and, and got to snorkel and things like that, but we, we took the motorbikes out and just like drove all over and, Almost didn't make it up some of the hills, and we got to little beachside uh, bars that you can't get to unless you take a motorbike down and, and things like that. So that's that's what I think of now. It's not what I thought of before. What did you think of before? Um, I thought of, you know, regular beach resorts and hanging by the pool and things like that. Oh, I see. So you've you've modified it instead of the five star hangout at the super luxurious beach and have the cabana boy bring me stuff, sit right. underneath a an awning occasionally that is made with the finest silk. <laughs> that was what your original impression of what beach living in Thailand should be like. Right. But I take you to Koh Tao, an island that's about the size of a thumbnail. Exactly. That they've somehow crammed 72 different dive resorts on, and we've traveled all over the island on a motor scooter that was held together by bailing wire and hope. And maybe some bubble gum. And that is your new impression of Thailand. That, that is not, we should not tell <laughs> the tourism authority of Thailand but I about like this year. That. I like that. I think it's authentic. It, it does feel a little more gritty. Right. That's for sure. Even if you have to pull the grit out of your skin from falling over on the motorbike. We didn't fall over on the motorbike. We watched that guy do it, though. That is true. That guy was an idiot for going down that <laughs> hill. Man, yes. What a what a fool that guy was. So, yeah, I, I, I think my idea of, of escape and, and where I have preferred to escape is similar to that. I, I still, I'm a beach guy. Through and through, which is weird because, you know, we lived in L.A. for, what, five years? Yeah. And we lived in the beach cities area. Right. And for a good four of those years, we could see the beach each and every day. Definitely. But the number of times we went to it. Okay, the number of times you went to it. The number of times I went to it was not huge. And I think that's in part because Southern California 
if you don't live there. You assume the beach is something to go to all of the time. You don't realize that that water is effing cold. <laughs> but we played um, in L.A., we played uh, beach volleyball and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not saying we didn't go to the beach. I'm saying I didn't go to the beach all the time. For someone who is a self-professed beach guy, I didn't go to the beach we a were, lot. We were skiing a lot then, though. But I don't think I don't think it was like oh I'm so, I'm too busy skiing that twice a year I went skiing <laughs> go to the beach I mean that's not the angle I just think I just didn't I didn't do it I but I still consider myself a beach guy and that's weird because I don't go to the beach a lot. Uh, the other part may have been that you were working. Likely so, likely so. I don't know, but you know I mean even when we were in Kotao, I mean again we're on an island and if you get at a high enough point you can see. 360 degrees around you, the water. I don't know that we were on the beach all that much. I, get, I, think, I think the thing is there is more to travel, even if you're a beach person, than just sitting on a beach. Right. Well, you and I get bored pretty easily, so it's not like we sit and, you know, by the pool even a lot. I get terribly bored. I mean, you know that. We'll go to the beach, sit down. Within five minutes, I'm up exploring. I want to go true. see something else. Yep. I can't just lie there and soak up the sun, which is dumb anyhow. I don't want to get cancer. Unlike some people. Don't get judgy. Anyhow, but there's, you know, for beach-wise, we've we've been to islands, check. Yep. We've been to Phuket, which is an island as well, but um, it's, it's kind yes. of a weird, it's barely an <laughs> island. I mean, really, that's like calling Manhattan an island. It's really not an island. Don't, don't think it's really an island. It's kind of attached to the mainland. It's just a, a luck of being surrounded by water. Right. Um, but we've not yet explored too much of the eastern seaboard, which is the new stuff. Now, in, in Nanjam Tam, where we were before mm-hmm. last weekend, uh, that's kind of getting close to that one. But the Rayong area and further south into Cambodia, we haven't done any of that, which is also right. beach time. But outside of that, there's an entire northern part of this country, which is gigantic and huge and mountainous and cool and hilly. And we haven't done any of that yet. And we have friends up there, too. We need to get out and explore more Thailandy type stuff. I know. I know we need to get to Pai and... Oh, I like Pai. <laughs> I'm not sure if you mean Pai the place or Pai as in like pumpkin. I'm relatively certain I mean I like pumpkin pie. Speaking of that, <laughs> I'm hungry. Okay. <laughs> really up close experience with a lioness in uh, South Africa oh. in the night ooh. which was awesome uh, yeah uh, ooh but awesome <laughs> awesome ooh when she's not having really up close nighttime experiences with South African lions Roxanne uh, my name is Roxanne, Roxanne. and uh, my blog is called the tiny taster prefers the more low-key style of travel I guess one up-close nighttime experience with a South African lion is all it takes. Um, I have many, uh, but I think my favorite one is my first real travel experience. Uh And um, it was in Thailand. It was in uh, Phuket, actually, on a beach. And while everyone else has really amazing trips about how they did something or they fell off a plane or a building or with (laughs) sharks. 
sort of, it's like intense. Yeah. With me, it's just more spiritual. And um, I have to say, it's the first time I actually went to the beach and I saw this crystal blue water and these beautiful rocks. And I thought that I was looking at a scene from the movie, The Beach. Uh-huh. And it's hard to explain, but it's a moment in my life where I, I think I can proudly say I experienced true bliss. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else can say that. I had a moment where I was, maybe I was overwhelmed, maybe mm-hmm. I didn't know what. I just felt so happy, Aww. just so happy to be somewhere else and yeah. to see something new, to see something different. And I'll, till my dying day, I will not forget that feeling. And that's awesome. Yeah, so it's a little special for me because, and it was a beach where, you know, we walked in there and it was very crowded and touristy and then we walked further down and we went to the end, to this, it was deserted. There was one shack with, you know, this little Thai boy just like lazing about <laughs> like that, like, ah, oh, you want coconut? Coconut? No? How many baht? No? And that's all he said and there was nobody else. It was just my sister and one of her friends and, you know, they were wandering away yeah. and I just flapped in the sand and I rolled and I just I was just so happy I was like oh, a puppy yeah. you know when you let a puppy out in, in, yeah. in just into the field I was just like oh so I, I'll You're never a kid forget in a candy it. store I was I was I was rolling you know like I love and that. Uh, yeah and I was so happy that I lay there and then um it was we had to take a boat like you uh-huh. know how you go to to do the islands and then when i went back on the boat we got caught in a thunderstorm and everyone else is freaking out like they're just they're these backpackers are clutching onto their backpack yeah. and we're gonna die and i'm just like my head hurts like, i'm hungry i need a sandwich it's like what's going on and then you know i was like Wee! it was just it's just so funny because from like pure bliss and happiness to the point where I got burnt. Like I was oh. crying for five days later because my skin was peeling. I was oh. like a lobster. Uh, and then to this dramatic sort of in the middle of the ocean where people would like literally hanging on to their stuff like we're going to die because it was really chubby. And I'm a, I'm a horrible sister because my sister was puking in the back and she was just like holding on to this bucket. And I was like, you're good, right? Because like, I still want a sandwich. You don't need me. No, I was just hungry. And, okay, oh. you know. Wow. It's quite funny. Yeah. But that I will never forget. Have That's, you been back to Phuket? No, I wanted to explore more uh-huh. because it's like, you know, once you start, it's like blood. Once you've right. tasted blood, you just, it's not, it's, it's, it's you, there's nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, okay, I've done that. I got to go to the next one. Right. So that was an interesting story. And that's the show. We had a fabulous time hanging out in Nan Jumtian and look forward to popping back down again and again. Hey, good news for those of you that dig on the live video stuff. I've gotten back into Periscoping. And if you've not yet followed us or checked us out over on Periscope, do so. Periscope.tv slash OPP Travelers. Yeah, you know me. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod for all of the music used in this episode. For Evo Terra, I'm Sheila D. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. See you next time from Bangkok. Funding for this podcast and all the great content Shivo produced is made possible by listeners just like you. 
visit shivo.wtf slash postcards to pledge your support and get a handwritten postcard each month as they travel abroad. Additional funding provided by Travelsmith, inspiring people to go places they've never been and keeping Shivo looking smart and well outfitted on their journey. And if you want to travel the world, it's cheaper than you think. Visit shivo.wtf how appropriate. For more details, and click on the house sitting link to find out exactly how they afford to travel the world in style. See you next time on the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast.